Welcome to Emma's podcast. In today's podcast, we got somebody that's very interesting that I do know. So that's going to make it a little bit more complicated when I'm going to be speaking with him because generally my guests, I do not know them. I don't talk to them before and so I don't know their stories. But today's just going to be a little bit of a challenge because I do know this person. His name is Michael Kemp. He, is, uh, he started as a, well, Let's put it this way. As a young kid, as a young kid, it, it became a serial entrepreneur. We'll talk about it a little bit uh, in our during our uh, recording here, during our podcast. Uh, he started uh, what, construction companies, roofing companies. He started a lot of things when he was younger. So he's a serial entrepreneur. Then he became a chief marketing officer for, uh, that is for Rom services LLC, I believe so, create marketing content, a cultivated relationship between spokesperson, affiliate marketing. Then he moved from chief to chief marketing officers to chief operating officer to Pixographs, then became the CEO of his own business as well, which is Honeycomb Hydro. And it's part of the cannabis world, but it's educational at the same time. Then he moved on to, and he's still, uh, by the way, part of uh, Honeycomb, he's still running Honeycomb, but decided, and I think it's an absolutely awesome thing he did, go to Interstellar uh, Digitals as an account executive. Um, and he does a lot there as well. So it's all business related mm -hmm. to Just cannabis. Well. Yep. <laughs> Hi, Mike, how are you doing? Oh, get my other hand in there. Just mess. Keep talking, Emma. I'm just okay. I'm tick tocking. Okay. So get, Interstellar Digital. Here, this, this is uh, <laughs> the logo of Interstellar Digital. And as you can see in the back, you got Hero Specs actually with part of uh, Honeycomb Hydro. And we'll talk a little bit about it. So, what got you started on actually Hero Spec on Honeycomb? Because you have done, and I mentioned you were a serial entrepreneur. But what make you start with Honeycomb and why the word Honeycomb Hydro? Um, well, with Honeycomb Hydro, what led to that, I did a lot of, like you said, a lot of things. Uh, I like learning. So I reached out to multiple different industries, if you will, started in the construction as you, as you talked and through the construction, uh, opened a marketing company. And that led to from door to door knocking, right? I used to do door to door uh, sales for insurance, right? I didn't have that on there, but, uh, that's initially where that started. And then I fell in love with marketing. So at age 12, I also fell in love with cannabis. So marketing works well with cannabis and, uh, I used it for as a replacement for med medications, if you will. So at a young age, I was already using, and then throughout my whole life have been using, and then my grandpa got diagnosed with cancer, uh, seminal vesicle cancer, prostate cancer, and was having issues with the medications and the chemo and uh, a bunch of the treatments. So it's when I started diving in of the capabilities of the plant and uh, was making edibles. And those had, through those few days, I'd get my grandpa back. 
Now my grandma, he's my grandpa's past. My grandma, my grandma's also now passed, but they were uh, heavy Bible thumpers. Cannabis was the devil's lettuce. And that's, you know, you're going to hell if you use it. So it was very frictional there, but honeycomb hydro, the name itself was to, uh, in remembrance of my grandpa uh, and pre before he passed away was to record. He loved raising honeybees. Uh, it's just one of his passions, right? And it was to incorporate uh, his love and specifically his set bees, which have died since he passed as well. But to have those bees uh, in, in, involved with uh, infusion of the honey, the honeycomb itself and the wax casings. Uh, a lot of people don't know that bees themselves don't have an endocannabinoid system, so they can't get high, but they will ingest certain flowers the THC, the, the terpenes, the, the cannabinoids within the plant, and then they'll ingest it into their honey. Uh, the process of making honey, the bees eat stuff, they regurgitate it, that makes honey. But in their digestive system, it enhances certain notes within whatever they ingest. So with honeybees, you have the only all naturally infused edible in the world. And with the advances in cannabis, you can now use water soluble uh, cannabinoids and actually put in a nectar and feed the, the nectar that you sustain uh, the hive through the winter with, you can actually infuse it. And the bees will ingest it and naturally infuse it into what every, everything of, the, of what they live from the, you know, the wax, the, the honeycomb itself, and then the honey. So, and then the casings. So there's all kinds of different advantages with it. So that's where honeycomb hydros, the name itself came up with the purpose was to create specific strains uh, or cultivars is the technical term for it. Uh, and that's different varieties of cannabis to cure different ailments, be it cancer or sleep or weight gain, weight loss. Uh, the more science we've had, it's specific cultivars for any specific ailment. And then they have other ones that count, you know, the opposite end of that spectrum. So not everybody needs Ritalin, right? If you were to take Ritalin or anything for the ADD, ADHD, which are all horrible drugs, uh, especially in the longevity of it, it, it you know, some it uh, acts upon differently than others, right? And that's because the brain chemistry, the plant can adhere to that. And regardless of what level of brain chemistry you have producing any ailment from ADD to depression to whatever, that's this chemical reaction in your body, uh, cannabis can reverse it. So it's finding which strain or cultivar is for you. And that's where I've been working for about the past 18 years is breeding specific strains. And then uh, now with the advancement and legal recreational uh, regulation, some want to call legalization, but then medical regulation as well, the cannabis as a whole and the impact that it's making in the world and now able to release what I've been creating for the past 17 years. And that's where Hero Packs comes in. So before we get into that, because I know you like your <laughs> questions, I know you like your questions. <laughs> Do you so have know, anything like, on what I just I'm laid out? Able, I'm not going to be able to place one word now. I have a feeling you're going to just talk for an hour. <laughs> There's a lot. I know. That's why we're doing this. So I people know. can know. And then we can have this recorded and uh, have it dictated and tell the world in multiple ways. So 
So you have been connected to several people. Jojo, Sesan, you have been connected to other individuals, but that is particularly with Jojo. So talk to me about it, the meeting with Jojo. How did you meet Jojo? Um, and, what is say, and what does he represent to you? Um, Jojo saved my life of, of representation, of just recognizing who I am and that my past doesn't define me especially that of my mistakes. So just the perspective of life and understanding burdens and what all that means is where Jojo saved my life. Right? I met Jojo through James Reardon. Uh, you had him on the show here. Yes. So any listeners, if you're wanting to hear she, Jojo or James Reardon, check out Emma's podcast because she has one with them. So James Reardon is, wrote, uh, he's an author. He wrote Break On Through the Autobiography of Jim Morrison and the Doors. Uh, through that, he the Doors movie was also being created at the same time he wrote the book. So Jim became very good friends with Oliver Stone and then wrote Oliver's autobiography and uh, Bishop of Rwanda and many, many, many books. Uh, Platinum Rainbow was one of his biggest ones that hit out in LA and prior to that he was Rolling Stone Cream Magazine long time in writing uh his birthday party uh, in Kankakee is always a very good time and normally it's at a bar tons of people show up you don't know what celebrities may come and karaoke because Jim likes to sing so Jojo uh ended up being I met him at one of Jim's birthday parties and then uh, found out he was in Bourbonnais. Uh, at the time is when I had Pixagraph, uh, you had mentioned. It was a app that I created, but I was using that, doing beta test on that. And uh, Jojo loved it, just the utility of it and then who I was. And after meeting him and learning more about what he did through Project Michelangelo Foundation and the events that he promoted and just... You know, when you have an opportunity to empower children that are disabled through scripture and archery, things like that, they're so unique, but the effect's so profound, it's just unbelievable. But it, the synchronicity and alignment of the plant, it's been very difficult to be open with Jojo because he's from the Philippines. Uh, they're killing people for cannabis there. He is an American citizen, uh, but his belief of can't say his doctrine of belief or anything, but it's just to honor who he is the heritage of who he is he's a nasa scientist he's got a lot of government restrictions on things but then he's also a physical therapist and a scientist in the same so the data that's been produced about cannabis uh, has opened up a pathway to be able to leverage the relationship and expand the knowledge of the plant and it's been a long 10, road, 10 years on the road, right? But it's uh, amazing now to be able to be open and fight for this plant all the way to the level of NASA because of the capabilities of the plant and how it's being ignored. But that's through the sustainability and saving the planet. <laughs> so let's go back to relationship with Jojo because he saved your life and he's still part of your life and really 
embedded his print on you. No, uh, absolutely. Uh, Mike, I, when it comes through, I've got to stay active to stay sober. So I found something to stay active with, to put my energy into that it's reciprocated back uh, through self-worth, but then also impact for others. So uh, the most recent thing that we're doing is the Ray Ali Memorial Project or ROP Project. Uh, it's focused on the first American veteran to receive the Cong Filipino Congressional Medal of Honor in, in history. And it was for the uh, liberation of the Philippines of the Battle of Gulf Layette. And Ray Ali, uh, when he came back to the States, uh, went and started doing physical therapy through Jojo. Jojo got to know him quite well, uh, learned that his most the most traumatic event that he had there was a dog being tossed overboard that they had saved in Laos after, uh, is where they saved the dog, brought the dog on the boat, dog got found, been nominated to be the mascot of the battleship, right? After the liberation of the Philippines, some asshole threw the dog overboard and it traumatized Ray more than the war. So the focus on the Reality Memorial Project is to bring awareness of liberation of the Philippines, you know, uh, the appreciation of that from the Philippine as a whole, both uh, the uh, country itself and the people there, right? And then also on to the states for allowing that and then expansion into it. We've got a lot of work of things there. Like I said, they're killing people for cannabis while other countries are saving lives with the oils. So there's a lack of education um, and many other, we'll say roadblocks, if you will, to leave a still long way ahead of us for the globe to embrace cannabis and a whole of what it should be. But when you're able to get involved with people like Jojo, like I have, and be able to be accepted to do things and promote the plant through everything we do together, it, it shows progress on a level that it's, it, it's quite remarkable. But Jojo rec can recognize it through his physical therapy. And then he can also recognize it through soil regeneration, CO2 sequential, terpene replacement, just the capabilities of cannabis plant industrial and medicinal as a whole and what it can do for this planet. That when you have a Filipino <laughs> that can, will stand up for the plant, that's something huge. But it's to be able to you know, leverage it in the right way and, and get the eyes on it. It's to be controversial because people look at it and say, you know, what, what, the, what is this going on, right? And, it, and it, they might have concern or anger initially, and it's typically because lack of education. So I guess you have, a, you have a very long friendship with Jojo. Yeah, it's been, I want to say it's been about 12 years mm -hmm. now, so. And he has helped you to clear the pathway for you, uh, like you said, to help you to stay sober, to be basically your sounding board and one of the pillar in your life. Absolutely. Uh, oh, my camera went down. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Seems anytime I move on the desk, the camera goes down. I'm back. <laughs> back, yay, because we are, we are not cutting anything at all, people. Just to let you know, you're going to hear from beginning to end. No, it's a raw conversation, and I do not cut it. 
Yes, we don't yes. cut it. So yeah. with the friendship with Jojo, that opens a lot of door for your understanding of life, of spirituality as well. It does, it did open a lot of things for you as well to be able to grow and mature and really focused on the education and the awareness of the plant, the cannabis. But you did also guide you in your life and uh, everything you have done for the past 12 years. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. And the foundation of it was believing in myself. That's what most people lack of, right? And to have somebody believe in you. And it was as simple as I could go and take pictures and do videos and collect content and then put that all together in a video to music for them. Okay. And I didn't recognize my capabilities within that and how well I, I, I was at it for not being a video editor, a videographer, a photographer, or anything like that. So then Jojo would always call on me to come. And that's where I became a marketing angel for Project Michelangelo was that I took good pictures. They were the perspective and angles that he would take. So, and I guess he went through a lot of people. I just took the right picture. You know, it, it, every event you typically see me laying on the ground just to get that right angle. <laughs> like, so there was levels of dedication I put into to collect the content that was... Also, what makes probably the difference is you know him compared to other people that probably will take picture without connecting deeply with Jojo. You have a bond with Jojo. Well, and, 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 it's, bond. and it's fairly simple. He likes action, right? So to be able to collect action, regardless if it has movement, right? But that feel in a picture is what I'm pretty good at. So, and then with Jojo, he's, there's always that level, but it's just the, the love engagement within the picture itself. So through that, I became an accredited uh, videographer, photographer for, through, for a NASA project through STEM, working with Jojo. And then it's, I just get a call when there's big events happening and <laughs> I go and make videos. But that's where the, that marketing side of it, it's what I really enjoy. Right, the content creation. You you have done. Uh, we're talking the marketing side, but you have done, and uh, and it's not on your um, that I saw on your profile, but I do know uh, events for NASCAR. What have you done for that? Yeah, absolutely, and, and that's where like the, the belief in oneself is. It's where that came from, and then uh, I went and I was working for some companies doing door to door. I didn't treat their employees right, so I went and opened my own. Uh, I did that for about three months, knocked on the right door. This was after I met with Jojo and, you know, had someone I could call and rely upon when I needed guidance, right? Or having that self-doubt and then how we, you know, and, and dismissing it. And he does that for others. Uh, we set up neuro-linguistic programming seminars uh, to help others learn how to do the same thing. Because we all need it to some level, right? It's just recognizing and accepting that fact <laughs> acknowledgement right first and then being willing to work on it so but uh knocked on a door he was the marketer for uh, mb motorsports which is mike mittler who passed two years ago and uh ended up getting half of his roof approved and i my company covered the other half of the roof in exchange for a nascar race so I advertised my uh, roofing company on a NASCAR, went in, fell in love immediately because I was no racing at all. I thought they were all left turn idiots. 
you know, like, oh, oh what's going to happen? Uh, left her. I, I mean, there is, I learned there was other races that were open course that they did do some zig and zag and mm-hmm. maybe a right turn. Right. Mm-hmm. But to, it was like, this is, they're left turn idiots. Right. And then this I went to a strategy run. <laughs> it's not a left it's, turn. It's, Even I used to wait, wait, it, so wait, wait. Right. Left turn. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that was, that was my ignorance level of it. it it's just, it's, that's what okay, I So let me say this to you. I was in Europe and uh, my uncle, actually, when he came back from the U.S., I was going, uh, staying with him over the weekends. Uh, and we did, because he had the cable. And we watched NASCAR race. So we knew, and he explained to me the strategy and everything. So it's funny for you to say left turn. And I'm like, no, it's strategy. It's nothing else than strategy. Exactly. And yeah, there's the, the car all the same. Well, to, uh, well, at least aerodynamic wise. And it's funny yes. that you say that the reason the cars are the same is because there's rigging systems that they use yes. to test it. Exactly. Those rigging systems were made by Mike Mittler in MB Motorsports. Mm-hmm. So that was my inlet to NASCAR was the guy that made the equipment to make it as for, at least for testing for aerodynamics. So, you know, uh, not for everybody, not like the F1. There's all F1 kinds F1 of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I love F1. Thing. I love the F1. But this one, when you talk about NASCAR, it's about the driver, the skills of the driver, but the crew, the pit crew, everybody actually. Oh, so component. it showed the skill set of the entire I mean, team. And, and yes, the it's that the top, you know, the top teams have the top equipment because well, yeah. they have all that money, but it doesn't mean that nobody else can win. Exactly. So, and then everybody has a chance. Exactly. So what I, when I went in, what I loved about it was the kids that raced, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the, the um, motto for Project Michelangelo is an angel and a hero for every child, right? So if focused on that through love, you can really do a lot. (laughs) If you, if you look at that, that's the purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So when I met these kids that were race racers at eight to 12, even, you know, 15 year old, they were, what you want your child to be in conversation and stature and, and respect and a lot of elements that most kids don't have these days um, for many, many, many reasons, right? We won't get into that, but kids these days are not like, you know, when, when I was a kid and even when I was a kid, I had a more strict upbringing that kept me a little more aligned and not to be a rude asshole. Right. But there's the level of respect in the world from a kid is doesn't hardly exist uh, in my experience. And that's being a coach for basketball for my kids while they were growing up, like just certain elements. Most kids and it's the conditioning is not proper to have respectable, just respectable society. It's it's scary what the world's going to turn into. Right. But then you meet a kid that's a racer, you know, yes, sir, no, sir, please, thank you, basic Uh things, these basic things exist in a level that it's unbelievable, but then because they're involved in a team, this camaraderie and team effort concept is instilled in them, but then humidity can affect the track, and on these Uh dirt racers, that can be life or death. 
So there's an element that you have to respect humidity. You have to respect the, uh, the dirt that you're on, the condition of your tires, the other racers. There's all this elements of being not only aware, but in an acknowledgement of respecting it because it could very well be your death or your victory. And then I think that foundational aspect it is what it, the kids realize that's what's going on or not. They, you just want your kid to be like that. But then I went in and then I was meeting these racers and I'm learning more about racing and the transition of the money coming in. And sadly, a lot stray away from the beginnings, the purpose, yeah. right? Yeah. And they're consumed by the profit. Wow, uh, it's a difficult thing to stay away and not be greedy, but and some achieve it, but it's a uh, it's slippery slope. And it's, then part I, the, it's part of the distraction it's part of the growing up it's part of who surround you that's the problem with most of the athletes and you're looking at nascar or anything else like that they should have somebody to teach them because most of the time families don't know how to go with the money and when you talk about seven figure then everybody goes nuts no absolutely and that's then the uh, happy happy 420 to everyone out there it's 420 somewhere yes it is <laughs> So well, light it up. I'm gonna light up some smoky, uh, yes, skunky flow cakes. Okay, you should have a picture of uh, a flow. <laughs> I, could throw, I could throw a picture of skunky flow up there. Uh, but yes, yeah, uh, so I went into NASCAR. Um, I'm a hustler, so I snuck into the cup side with a truck pass. So I got, I started my NASCAR uh, in the uh, pit side. So not as a fan. Which is I went good. straight in with uh, and into the into the pits where they're, they're work, mm -hmm. working on the cars. All the haulers are, all the racers are, all the photographers go in and out. But you got to have there's trucks and two car series. We'll say medium and higher class, right? More expensive you go. I, I've stepped away from. I don't even know what the if it's still Monster or who the damn Cup series are, and it's I just stepped away from that aspect because what I learned while I was there on the level of hostility and you, I say it was beyond competition for sponsors. And I was watching people be, get just stabbed beyond stabbed in the back gutted here. Like just it, the intent of these individuals raising the money to make these races happen. It was vicious. And Oh, most didn't see it, I guess. Oh, I was always high. So <laughs> or, or medicated, <laughs> however you want to look at it. So I was looking at things differently. Uh-huh. But um here is the skunky flow cake. I'll throw her on. So oh, it's huge. You're not gonna be able to see it all. You just see your tits on my shoulder. There she is. Uh -huh. <laughs> Actually, she's it's a beautiful um. I was said drawing on this. I can't, I can't put it as a background, Emma. I'd okay, have to so resize it. So, anywho, um, regardless, I got into this truck side, and anywhere and everywhere I went, um, because cannabis has been my medication, I, I always had it on me, and I've been growing my own for 20, you know, allegedly until it was legal, but 22 years, right? I have been growing my own. So, I've always had proper medicine, but I was testing and breeding and making it stronger and 
finding things that worked for me for different levels. You know, one to wake up, one to take care of pain. And then there was just some just to get high. I was a kid. I didn't care. Right. But it, it seemed to be a skeleton key because I always had really, really, really good cannabis on me that I could go through and give a joint to a security guard and walk anywhere or bump into somebody and have really good weed on me and there and it just opens doors and drops down levels of you know protection walls we have just between interaction with people it really that's why it's good for therapy and for ptsd and all these other things where you need to work with other people be open with them maybe a complete stranger about who you are to fix what you're going through whatever that may be right there's <laughs> so many therapists level we just hit on that cannabis can fit and fix at least a level to recognizing what the hell's going on to to translate that to somebody else and, and that's specifically veterans uh with that's can be a very difficult thing to do or uh, a recovering addict like my, and i consider myself recovered because of this plant mm -hmm. those would want to say i'm still an addict because of this plant but it's, you know, what is the perspective of where you're coming from and how have you educated yourself to come to that conclusion? You know, it's just the stigma of propaganda and you're just going with the flow or, and it could be vice versa, right? Or recreational and all these others, but you're still just going with the flow because you're conditioned by your society and society's hated cannabis. Well, it's the, uh, okay. So I don't think I will call it hit it uh, um, at this point. I will call it um, the intimidation. <laughs> no, I call it the non-education part of it because if people, that's why, um, and we'll talk about how we met in a few minutes. Um, non-education and the wrong perspective and propaganda that got put on it. It's the lack of education. And that's Absolutely. what we need to do right now is to educate people on what is this plant? Because nobody, except a few, you can go on the street and ask people here or where you live, maybe a little less, but ask them what is the holistic part of that plant? And a lot of people have no idea because the only thing that comes, and I said it in previous podcasts, it's recorded, that to me, when you were talking about maybe a year ago, about uh, even six months ago, about uh, cannabis and dispensary, the only thing I was thinking is, oh, getting high, hothead. That's that's the perspective we've got in the street. The perception uh, uh, is erroneous, it's wrong, but it has been put in the people's and brainwashed people for many, many years so we don't know the truth about that plant. And education has to come down to the street, to the level of everybody to understand. Absolutely. And that's where, you know, a lot of my focus has been on through growing. And after, well, I guess with after the uh, dirt racing or, or marketing in a NASCAR, I got in, had some really good cannabis, met a dude on the cup side uh, with a truck pass. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know how in the hell I got there. I just told my act like I own it. I know how to get get places. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, for cigarette, I didn't have any. It was a container to hold my joints. <laughs> so uh, he wanted to smoke a joint. We went walking through. So they were patient. I'm, I'm first. I'm in the wrong right place at the right time, right? But the wrong pass, so I could get tossed out of the entire track. That's how stringent they can be. Okay, there's rules. You break them. There's consequences. Uh-huh. So then the teams are up. Uh, practicing so all or or, sorry qualifying so the cars are out on the track teams are up on their haulers because they're not worried about the pit crew on qualification right and when it goes in they he takes a joint light it we're walking through and we're going into i mean we are in the garage on the cup side of the pits he's showing me all the equipment (laughs) like this is crazy so I invited him back to the hauler because we were at Talladega and then brought him out on the boulevard because I found most racers don't experience, most people that work in racing don't experience the fan side outside of at the event. So they don't do, most of them don't go to any of the concerts. You know, if unless it's a real big name, they'll go. Uh, Talladega, the racers are out more, uh, you know, in Daytona a little bit because there's some more activities. But then just hanging out with the fans camping after the race it's a it's its own environment it's unbelievable right it's a family of competitiveness that's doesn't cut each other's throats at least in the fan side (laughs) on the marketing side on the money side on getting the sponsors whole different animal because there's so many zeros right Mm -hmm. and then nascar getting its piece of everything that's a whole different animal Mm -hmm. and that's where i stepped away from a lot of it but before i did uh i loved racing aspect i had all these cars all these things to get signed and i got couple hundred cars and pictures and and that's this guy that i met he just kept giving me pictures and pictures because i had this big bag and i'm like it's all signed already and he's like you got all that signed and i'm like yeah and he goes he starts handing me eight by tens and he's like here's this person here's that person here's this person here's that person so i got all this amazing sign stuff and then he ended up being an influential individual on the inside works of nascar and then his buddy was the number one seller of racing memorabilia in the world that's signed so I actually was on an interview and my weed was so good. I already had the job. <laughs> All right. So then I just got into Nome a lot and didn't want to be a tourist anymore. So I had an app made called Pixographs where you could take a picture and get it signed right on my cell phone. And that was before that's when the note two came out and it was before you could write on any picture on social media. So before Facebook, before Instagram, I had an app that could do what they couldn't do. And it was because the note two, you could take a screenshot of your picture and then you mm-hmm. could write on that screenshot with stylus. So it was too slow. So I made an app, snap, they'd sign it with a stylus or their finger. And I, I have my own signed memorabilia and that's called Pixagrass. So I worked to get funding through that. Uh, it's very difficult when you don't know how. Mm-hmm. So along the way, I learned a lot about contracts through some devious stuff through the teams that I paid fifty hundred thousand dollars to be involved or raise money and and then they screwed me over because i screwed myself over because the contract i did not know what i was reading and then some of them are so good even getting an attorney it's still interpretation and things happen and they didn't do anything illegal because it was according to the contract so i got to learn a lot about capital letters 
pluralized words, <laughs> the difference between uh, allowing people to take. <laughs> so this was one of the reasons I got away from NASCAR. And because I started making a lot of money, I'm still dependent on alcohol. Uh, we've had a lot of money, had a lot of employees. Uh, uh, I want to say I had about 17, just peaked over 15 employees. Uh, but it was to, through multiple companies, my marketing company, which was RPM Services, which did driver development, dirt racing, and the NASCAR, and then Pixagraphs, which was the app. So I just call herself an app development company. It's cheaper to go do that and protect everything within it than put it underneath another entity. So it just became its own. And uh, <laughs> worked in the NASCAR, lots of negative things happened while trying to get investors and then the app uh, went away. So I'll be bringing it back though, because it's, it's going to be been repurposed and repurposed into a NFT aspect of an app, but we can't talk too much on it yet. No, <laughs> That'll be coming in the future. This is not that we're not talking about the Yeah, exactly. We're talking about the the past and where you are right now. That's exactly. all. Exactly. So, so that, uh, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm going to drive the conversation. You're not in the driver's seat. No, you do it. <laughs> You're trying. I'm I here know. for the ride. Uh -huh. so there's just right. so much in each uh -huh. question of what you ask. Like it's a, I know, I know, but, uh, but that's all right. You know, good stuff too. <laughs> uh, good. Well, I'm happy. It's good stuff. So, and no people that don't smoke too bad. Huh? <laughs> don't use uh so um we met we cr our path crossed earlier this year correct because of an app actually yes yes and you're the one who reached out to me actually and it wasn't me it was you <laughs> just reach out to me <laughs> that was my guerrilla tactics of going into something new <laughs> Right, being a beta tester of my own app, yeah. I learned. I learned along the way. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we initially uh, because marketing and networking is very important. Yeah, and because cannabis is such restricted vertical, uh, that networking is even more important because there's less people out there that support it to the level that I do. So, mm -hmm. it's finding those individuals. Most of them are coaches, right? Uh, they're a doctor on a, on a level, but then they're a consultant for something else, right? Uh, and then coaching, you know, whichever aspect of cannabis. So that led me to an app called Owl. So it's, it's uh, right there. Say there two W's and two L's. Yes. And we need to talk a little bit of this app. So we met on the app Owl. And this Owl. week, yes, Owl. And this week, actually, uh, because by the time I'm releasing it, it was middle of the week of next week. And guess what? We have a full week with Owl doing special and podcast. And that's what we're talking about it right now, because um, every proceed for that specific week, uh, specific week will go to Place of Hope. Uh, which is an organization where basically on Monday, they're going to, the CEO is going to be launching that, um, that week, special week. And uh, Place of Hope uh, has been doing it for, they have been doing it for 21 years and they saved over 21,000 lives 
uh, with 20 bucks. So it's helping uh, the child and it's placing hope in a child's future, which is awesome. So this is who they are. And we talked about it today because uh, it's where we met and we are both ambassadors for OWL. And it's a great uh, place as well to meet. It's a great, it's like LinkedIn uh, Meet Masterclass where basically you download the app for free and there is a code, as you can uh, see, our people are gonna be listening. It's like uh, they ask for a referral code. So the one we got here is ED149067. What it does is when you're uploading it, you enter the code, you get a $10 credit to call anyone of uh, who's on Al, actually. Those are experts. So you call the expert and you talk directly to them compared to LinkedIn, where it can take a little longer. Al is at the tip of your fingers, basically. You just pick the person, or if you see somebody you want to call, you can request a call from them as well. So it helps if you need to talk to somebody before you know, you know, if you want to talk to, uh, let's say, Michael and have question about NFT, about marketing, you can get a hold of him and start a conversation there on Al. Then you can continue outside of Al. This is exactly what we have done, uh, the two of us. So Al is uh, part of who we are and what we do as well. And because of this week, Again, all donation goes to um, Place of Hope, and we're, uh, we're inviting everybody to download. It's free, and you can download in Android or um, in Apple product, too, because it has both. Do you want to add something to, uh, to Al? Oh, you're on mute. Yay, I'm back. Thank you. Yes, you are. You're back. You're on point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what the hoot. Um, no, Owl, it's it's great for, like, but I, I like it a lot. Uh, we need to get more Owlets on there. So those listeners, uh, get on, get your $10. And uh, if you get in, if it's something that you're liking, you can actually uh, become a coach yourself and, okay. and get money from others, Owls and Owlets. So, it, the the networking capabilities within it is unbelievable. Uh, like you said, there's doctors, there's podcasters, and there's uh, you know specialists in every aspect of social media and each yep. social media platform. Like there's so many different uh, specials. Let's call them subject matter experts, right? And then that's yes. what the, this app's all about. So yeah, it led me to you. It led me to quite a few, and it seemed like. Uh, you know, working in specific industries like cannabis and NFTs, uh, metaverse, that level, there you have to go to different technology platforms to find the individuals that are engaging with that. So that was what I liked about Owl is it being the uh, app itself. Oh my gosh, my phone. And taking picture too? Yeah, it was taking pictures. <laughs> I was trying to hit the button and it was hitting both buttons. So, um, and also what is nice with Al, I believe it's because you can talk directly to the person. So you can connect with that person right away. That's what I love. It was the connection. And if you, right. you know, if you like 
you're here the person and you're connecting with the person, you're like, okay, I got an affinity, I'm interested, and you can move forward and have a further conversation outside of how. But it's a great way to be able to connect with somebody right away and being able to uh, really stop the conversation. And it makes it easier easier because it's a phone, it's a phone conversation. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it once it starts popping off and having a very large community. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many thousands of downloads have happened already, but you know, going through the beta phase with it, meeting you and what it's turned into now, it's, it's quite impressive, so. I agree, it is impressive, it's it's fun to do it. And as I said, it's free, so download that app for free because it's free. It's yeah, then it's $10 to go, I mean, you can go get uh, you know, a good 20 minutes worth of somebody that would cost uh, 250 to even $1,500 yeah. just or, to ask that question, you know, like, so you just yep. gotta have your questions. You can go to learn to get, but have some questions ready of something that, you know, what is your pain point, right? Go download Al. Okay. What individual can answer that type of question and go search that type of person in the app and send them a message saying, Hey, I would like to schedule a call. Right. Like it's, and then there's others that are there. So you'll go on and you already have, don't be surprised. You have somebody that's on the app that can answer the specific question you're needing and it costs you two bucks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Right? It's like, and, talking to, <laughs> and talking to real expert, not the fake one either. So that's, I think it's a, it's a pretty interesting um, app. I was invited by somebody else's to go on. I didn't know because I was part of the beta phase. I didn't know who, what, and I went in and I really enjoyed it. It was, it was very nice. I talked to a lot of people um very interesting conversation and good connection when it comes down to networking as well so that was great it's a one-on-one -on -one, which is even better so but i like the 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 conversation because you got the person right on the phone you can hear them you can communicate with them and you know when we do it via text or email it's great, but when you have somebody, when you hear them and their voice, you can ask questions on the fly where you would not think about it when you're texting it or you're focused on something. So I liked it. I liked it. Same here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's. Huge. Yes, it is. So let's move out of Al and talk about uh, Interstellar Digital. Why Interstellar Digital? Well, along my my route in uh, of cannabis, uh, so I opened up Honeycomb Hydro LLC officially, right? As opposed to it to just being a concept idea, regardless how detailed of the structure within and the complexity of, because the purpose for it, right? Mm -hmm. I started out to help specific strains, and you know, because I was able to spend time with my loved one, right? It improves my quality of life in general. Others should have that right. And I teach people how to grow, right? But then it's being able to spread uh, the awareness of it and talk about the plant on its true capacity and capabilities is marketing, right? So I built Honeycomb Hydro. It has a lot of working parts, if you will, when it comes to digital representation from face specific Facebook groups to uh, I like to have digital events and then COVID encouraged a lot of it as well. And I do digital scavenger hunts 
which is where I initially met Grove Bags and Fishing and really Interstellar Digital because there, I was Chicago-based, they're Chicago-based. Uh, we had a mutual, the owner of Interstellar, myself had a mutual friend and he met me see I was a hustler. I was breaking into restricted verticals and Interstellar is a specialist subject matter expert in restricted verticals. So pharmaceutical, nutraceutical, cannabis, financial, right? Very difficult industries to penetrate and like, when it, when it comes to any advertisement, uh, and then especially cannabis, like on Facebook, uh, I don't have my original Facebook account because I didn't dance around or try to call it something else. And really they got mad because the events that I threw, I didn't pay any advertising in Facebook. And then I couldn't boost my ad. I'm talking in like a week. So <laughs> the engagement level, which the first one it was, <laughs> came up with an idea. Uh, uh -huh. And because I thought I missed Easter, but I was a week ahead. So I didn't miss Easter for my kids. Yeah. And I was like, damn, my kids didn't give a shit. And I was like, I'm, I'm so disappointed. I want an Easter egg hunt. And I'm like, man, I bet other people want an Easter egg hunt. So I do digital Easter egg. And I'm like, ah, Easter to be religious on a level. And people are like, I would just call it a scavenger hunt. So I did 420 scavenger hunt concept came up. I started reaching out to companies. I ended up getting in 14 days, 42 companies together, uh, about 25,000 in prizes. Well, about 21, I, I put in about $4,000 worth of genetics myself, right? But I got 25,000 in prizes. I built a digital playground of landing pages. It's the easiest way to describe it. And people had to go do things. And then whoever got done first was a timed effort. On 420, they started at 420. Everybody has so much time and, and, and it, it, whoever finished at the end with the most, it took a little bit, but it, it was really fun, right? And people couldn't do anything, and, but it was just support of the community. If you go through and you follow things, then you get asked some questions, you get a quiz, right? It's educated. It was basic and people went ape shit over it. So they all won 20 prizes. And then when the prizes showed up, you had that residual marketing which was the most impactful is the individuals receiving the stuff that they want, right? So now they're using it and then I'd follow up, right? It's in that relationship, marketing, right? How the, the level of that relationship and then I could get reviews and I could do all kinds of fun things, right? And then I was like, okay, it worked. Now I had Facebook, I had over 1500 different entities attacking the VPN that I had to have a buddy while I had a VPN use my computer hacking to to go his stuff because I had a lot of entities trying to shut it. They, they had me shut out for 40, about 47 seconds. <laughs> it was, it was entertaining on a level that I freaked the hell out because I didn't know it was, it was a mess, but we got control. <laughs> I have no record of any of it because they, they deleted it all for some crazy ass reasons and it was leading because it was cannabis, right? There was no sales. There wasn't any of this. It was all gifting of products. But these same product companies have issues getting advertising like fish shit because yeah. it has the word shit in it. Yeah, or yeah. Grove bags, it's got cannabis on it. They don't hide the with certain levels, just that leaf structure, right? Yeah. It can, it 
causes issues on advertising. So you're forced to steer away while others stay the path because they won't be clouded by the truth or, or, or by lies to focus on the truth of what the plan is. I'm not going to hide who I am. It's in my logo, right? It does affect you. But then learning all these things, <laughs> having these digital events, not collecting the, all the information that I should have on it, regardless of what information and analytics I had on it, is to return back on it and utilize those lists as customers. I did not have the capacity to do all these things and create videos and brought people in, but some people suck, right? <laughs> we'll just say that. Some people really suck, right? And, and along that, it's been like two years of pushing the road, you know, going to the road bumps, still driving down the road, but mm -hmm. on the ass road. Met Dan with Interstellar, recognized, you know, as, as a being my own, as an entrepreneur myself and opening my own company and doing all, I didn't have the revenue to do anything because I had to spend it on everything I was currently doing, right? I, I just, my business was not aligned right because I didn't have the capacity to go through the information that I collected. Because then I'd have to take time from what I'm doing and I wouldn't be able to be sustained, right? With company expense, <laughs> cost of growing and, pre, you know, it's saving in the money of making my own medicine, but it still takes money to make medicine. All right. So it's not anything what a dispensary costs, but there's still costs. Mm -hmm. So I now lean on Interstellar. And it's great. I've always been working and helping to focus and help others and be, be it their social media or marketing aspects and a digital presence and now being able to work for Interstellar Digital. So I don't, I was able to get in and, and, and attain all the services that they have is by offering it to other companies that were in the same boat that I am that had some type you know, proper revenue. I, I It grew, grew so fast, the maintenance of that machine to maintain in the quality of what it is to, to of just what people expected because the, I did the 420 scavenger hunt and then the 710 scavenger hunt and and that 710 scavenger hunt was two months live right and it was collecting on that with the ads within it and it was recognizing the level of addiction it created and people going through with pre-withdrawals two weeks before just because of time frame and the situation they found a place they could divert their time every morning and they couldn't go any like a lot of our people were from canada and they couldn't go outside they were in complete lockdown because of covid yeah and they look they they were just they were engaged we'd have you know 30 60 people live which isn't i didn't think that big of a number but then i watched these it was with a group of say a thousand people right not groups of 15 20 30 000 and 30 to 100 people go live <laughs> so i didn't understand the quality of that but then it was just amazing of what was into it uh what how it was responded to and then the amount of engagements and all that right but then it's the capacity to do more interstellar allows me to do that okay, okay. so what exactly interstellar does because some um, people down gonna say well who's interstellar what do they do well, initially, uh, they help you figure out what the hell you need. <laughs> like I thought okay, I knew. So in another word. Uh, I thought I knew what I was doing. 
my, okay. my website, I mean, if you're not on the first page of Google, you're not seen. Right? It doesn't matter how much money I invested into all these other things that gets all these engagements. And, you know, like with even with NASCAR, I, had, I was on a race, dirt race, Bobby Pierce, uh, 2015 Mud Summer Classic. Mike Miller got the only checker flag he ever had gotten in his life. Right. And it's because Bobby won the pole. And I had my kids there. So it's, it, was a, it was a surreal experience for everyone involved. Right. TV coverage, just FS, uh, Fox Sports 1, we had 8.2 million viewers for 28 minutes of that race. Mm-hmm. The truck that I we had our racer was on the TV. So coming out of that, <laughs> that marketing campaign was worth triple digit millions, but then it's what do you do with it? And I didn't have enough, to, like uh, it's understanding these levels of things because then I could go and I could show but I didn't have that digital presence in the beginning to even for a company to recognize. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter your relationships in it. It's what do they interpret from this old powerful internet and Google. So basically what Interstellar does, it works on the digital marketing and with their science because there is science, there is numbers behind it. Exactly. They're capable to move a company from the background, what I call the background, because I do teach uh, sales and I do teach, uh, I, I did a classes on that actually, I used to teach people that if you're part of the background, well, too bad, because you maybe be lucky if you get the crumb or something from a prospect, but they, they are moving so people from being part of the background to be on the market dominating position. So they have the capability to do that, the understanding to do that. And they work towards that because one of the biggest things that I've noticed and I've uh, I tested it. I did not experience it. I tested it because I knew that it would never work. Uh, when I started my business a few years ago, and especially the podcast here as well, I never did marketing on it. I let it grow organically because I knew it would be a shooting crap. I know it is a shooting crap. You can move all of the advertising in the world for a podcast. It doesn't mean people are going to be listening to it. However, when you've got a company and you build a website, one, you need to have a website that do the conversion equation. Because if there is no uh, no um, traction on that and you don't even know what you're putting on your website, if the words are not correctly placed, because it doesn't mean you need to have a thousand things in that uh, page to do that, then you've got a problem. One of the issue as well is when you're talking with marketing, and I did that in the past, not with Interstellar, but with others uh, locally here, I wanted to know how they were running things because it's easy to say, well, it's gonna cost you $10,000 to run this and this, or we'll take you $2,000 and we're gonna market it, do a dream uh, campaign, which people don't know a dream campaign is when you're sending emails and succession of email, not one, but there is a way to do it. And, you, and you're looking at the point when people are gonna be interested. Some gonna be interested right away, but most of people is between 42 and 72 points, meaning you're gonna send a lot of those emails for people to read it. Problem is, is the target market. If a marketing company, a digital one, doesn't do, meaning take fresh leads, we're not talking about uh, lists who have been purchased from one business to another. We're talking fresh leads. If they don't provide you this, neither do they take the time. And that happened to me because I tested it. 
I did not bought it. I was laughing at the end of the day. And they don't even ask you, what do you do in your market? Who are you? What do you do? What do you sell? Then they will give you a list and say, well, we did a job. Give me the $2,000. I just sent a thousand email. We did a dream campaign. But your revenue on investment is zero. That is a problem. So you're talking about Interstellar and you're talking about being able to, with this company, actually uh, being able to get a result and to take results and it's to be in a forefront, meaning you need to look at uh, the website, like you mentioned, but you need to look at what is your target market, what is your story, because you have a story to tell. So the brand awareness, the brand reputation and the brand recognition, this is what Interstellar does, am I correct? Absolutely, they, they, when it comes to recognizing the brand, but then it's also the most important part, like you mentioned, is the customer. Right. So your client, however you look at it, be it you're selling B2B, B2C, doesn't matter where, who buys from you. Mm -hmm. Right. And how do you find out who buys from you? That's uh, the biggest thing, because you need to get more of them to buy from you. So you have to reach out to them. So we're. All everybody, each company that I've noticed, and then and in each of my endeavors, there was certain levels that were missing, right? Be it SEO, or 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 maybe just the brand recognition, right? The name was there on the Google, but they didn't, right? They didn't see. They don't feel comfortable. They hadn't had an, any inbounding level of branding to see somewhere else, and with what was being offered. They should have seen my logo and they should have heard about me, mm -hmm. but how it didn't matter. I had these huge opportunities of things because I'm, I'm not, I don't think small and everything I build has multiple levels to feed into it. And it takes a lot of work to maintain it, but it's having the capacity and the tools to then monetize that. And the bigger you think, you know, the more complex a system is, the harder it is to maintain if you're not independently wealthy and the systems itself, the maintenance of all of it, be it taking up all, too much time or the funds itself because you're doing things wrong. There's so many levels to do things wrong, right? That's where with Interstellar, it's, it's going at it initially to find out who you are and what is going on. And then, and then recognizing is, you know, the plan of attack to it, as opposed to being approached and others saying, this is what you need to do uh, because you don't have it. it right. Inter custom. It Interstellar custom. finds out why you don't have it because yes. there could be something else that you have. And it's certain aspects of what you're great at as a company or an individual can be leveraged simultaneously while mm -hmm. other things get fixed. Yes. Because there could be something within it, lack of knowledge, right? Within mm -hmm. what your strength is that already exists. You're just not putting, you're not mixing the fuel right for the system, for the machine, right? It's, there's, and, and, but it's not from an internal perspective, that can be very difficult in life in general, but especially as a company, right? Well, that's, like that's consult, like outside you, consulting exists. You know, that reminds me of Ghostbusters. <laughs> you need to call the experts. So it's not Ghostbusters you do at this point. You, you contact Interstellar at this point because there will be 
basically auditing and looking very quickly what they will find the pain point. They will figure it out what's not working, which is good because compared to the one, and it was three years ago that I talked to, I was laughing. I hang on the phone. I was laughing. I'm like, that's never going to happen, sweetheart. You don't know who I am. You don't even know. You never asked me the right question. You did not ask me what was my target market. You didn't ask me anything. You just wanted the two grand. And I give you a list and we're happy. I'm like, no, that's not how things are supposed to work. So that's what makes a difference between um, a good marketing company, a very good one, to one who's just there to, you're just a number. And it's exactly as interstellar. Uh, it's you're not a number. You're a client. You're a person. You have a business. So it's really tailored to the business. Oh, exactly. And then it's just, and then it's their capabilities they're able to provide. You know, from clients that are billion-dollar revenue generators to single owner, single operator like myself. Which is good because some some company will only focus on specific ones. And it's nice to see they have an array of portfolio. They can work with anybody who has a budget, by the way. Because you need you know, a budget. And then it's so with all my social media uh, bumps, of, you know, the issues that I ran into and just the things that exist in marketing for cannabis itself. I was able, you know, some people call it being an influencer. I do a lot more, but to get, at least initiate that bridge of connection I could say I'm kind of like an influencer, right? And then at least a new company that I can write to can understand that uh, I do have at least the capabilities of a social media presence and shift in numbers, right? That's all yes. it is, you know? And then the influencer may have a code, right? A discount code. Same thing that I have with Grove Bags and Fish Shit, which is Hero Packs right there. Right. So that's the discount code. And that'll be the discount code for all of the other products that come into what Hero Packs has now evolved into. So, so can you talk a little bit about the Heroes Packs and how did it got started? And why I mean, the name? Well, uh, Hero Packs initially was going to be a branding move for us as a solution uh, to this issue of being able to advertise cannabis products. So it initially was a Grove bag, a one pound bag with a bunch of merchandise in it made by Interstellar Digital, sister company, Masterclass Printing, right? Leveraging the connections that exist. So I just stopped. I was told by Dan, it's too complex. It's not developed enough, regardless of how developed I thought it was. But it, I had to sit down, told things I didn't like, allowed things to be fixed and then luckily was given an opportunity because he recognized because he was watching me struggle you know on a level he offered assistance i never accepted it and i didn't need the help i have all this going on and they allowed me my pride (laughs) exactly right Mm -hmm. look at these things that worked but because it wasn't leveraging on the full circle of what the purpose of advertising is it wasn't working regardless of the engagements regardless okay yeah it gave me a little bit of money or some products testing i gave a bunch away and every, you know a lot to veteran aspect and i got to have a philanthropy aspect involved into it at my own control and i was able to get by you know and, and then and then be able to pay bills and do a little bit 
but so it hold wasn't. On. Let's stop for a sec. Let's stop for a sec because you said philanthropies. Philanthropy isn't it? Interstellar do something uh, philanthropy side of it too. Can you oh, share ooh. a little bit about that? Oh, uh, it's you know, and it, like back to leveraging, you know, what companies do. You get yeah. to know the company that's working for you. I got to know Dan, Interstellar Digital, and then they have what they call Interstellar Cares because they're an enterprise partner with Google, which I think there's like, like is it eight, three or 8% of businesses are? We'll just say eight, big, less than 10. There we go. Less than 10% of businesses <laughs> are, I can, are even there, but uh, because they get so much money spent on Google ads through their clients, uh, they're in a uprechtula. And with it, they're able to give back by giving up to $10,000 to not-for-profits per month in advertising, right? And services. So when it comes in of uh, the capabilities of what they can do for a not-for-profit, it's exactly what most not, not, uh, if not all not-for-profits need, right? The, the way to get their message out. They don't have the money to do that. And most don't need to know, know how, to, how to do it. And more so than you have to pay coaches to learn how to do it. So then you go to, <laughs> right? So it's like, it's this cost thing that we're always looking for oh. solutions for a better, mm -hmm. you know, end product. That's mm -hmm. why we met on Al, because it was mm -hmm. that capability to do what we do and have access to tools. And, and but then it's still with when it comes to growth, yeah. you can't do it by yourself. Nope. And, okay. and so... Okay. Lots of growth. So, so, back to, <laughs> so back to Heroes Packs. So you wanted to give back. Now give back to whom? Uh, well, we have number one is A of Africa. Once you have Renee Shepard, she was another individual that came on your show. Right? I met you looking for a podcast. I went to Al, found, found you. There's many, many other podcasters. Right? It, it is what it is. And that capability leads into uh, A of Africa saves lives with hemp seed oil. It takes about 10 days to save life. So that is a demonstration of power of the plant. <laughs> this is the same thing people are getting killed in the Philippines for. So now we have a case study with numbers of it's not, okay, look how many lives we're able to save with hemp seed oil. So in retrospect, if you look at it from the right perspective, it's how many lives take that same number and a percentage of population and apply that number to any given country that's killing people for the same thing that's saving lives. And they're also killing that many more for malnutrition, right? And it's just a, it's a weird way to look at things, understand it's you know, you'll go, well, why the hell? <laughs> why are they doing that? Right. And it, this Hero Packs is a way to raise that awareness, but also be the voices on new digital platform and with, with increase in, in technology and capabilities with blockchain and cryptocurrency and NFTs. And, and it's a whole nother ant farm of rabbit holes, right? To go into because it's so complex because the capabilities are there, but then you have to have somebody like Interstellar or 
of that capacity to deal with that information, right? <laughs> Let yes, alone have it built. You didn't every, really, yes, you didn't like, really so, need somebody that heavy to be able to do the heavy lifting, but they do also uh, create a website. They do, uh, like we talked about the NFTs, so they do a lot. It's a full-blown yeah, full. advertising agency who yes. really target market what is necessary for individuals who are solo partners. It just matters where they're at. Yes, right? exactly. And that's why it takes time to know what the purpose is and their yep. longevity. You know, it's not about, you know, yeah, it could be what is your 30, 90, one year plan, but it's when you hit people with what's your two year plan, yep. right? And then they don't even have an answer. Mm-hmm. There's already, it was, I'm, I'm with my own enemy with it, right? I was coming through and thinking and had a two year plan, but it wasn't established to sustain itself because there was areas I was missing because mm-hmm. you don't, because <laughs> business is not easy and then through that both cannabis and nft the industry is victimized by people who don't know what the fuck they're doing sorry for the f-bomb but it's that simple don't know they're just like me uh and i think they know even with going and asking getting the wrong answers there's just so many levels within a business you're not thinking of especially on like the back end Right. When things go wrong, the protocols of what happens then, and it's so developed, it's unbelievable. It's un- and that's why so many businesses don't succeed after what two years, and even less after five years. And it's just it's scary being an entrepreneur, right? And going out and open and doing your own things and. But it is worth the ride. Oh, it's this so is a, there's just a lot, you know. So we talk, I talk to a lot of uh, business owners, and we talk about it. And uh, being a, an entrepreneur, it's super exciting. It can be very challenging at times, but that's the challenge that helps us grow. And having connection and learn our life lessons, because if everything was that easy, everybody would be. But it's the journey we take upon. We take the less travel road. And this is the most challenging one, but this is the most rewarding one. So through pain, through setback, we're learning. And one of the things we're learning is being resilient. Think outside of the box. And when you become a true entrepreneur, the limit is the sky. Nothing is impossible. Everything is possible. This is where you change your mind. This is where you change your beliefs. And that's what I believe in. So people who are doing what they're doing, like what you do, and everybody else is like Rene from High of Africa or Dan in for Interstellar, those are the kind of people you want to align yourself with because they have a purpose, but the purpose is always to give back. It's to the people and to support others to succeed. You know, it's easy to call them ourselves and entrepreneurs, but if you're there for going in the pool to just like a shark and tear everybody else apart, competition can be done. We all have our clients, our customers, the people we can help. It doesn't mean we have to bleed everybody else around at all. There's a way to do business that you can be shrewd, but you don't need to destroy everybody around. Exactly. Well, that's where, uh, you know, it comes through. I was always purpose over profit. And 
in business. You can, make, you can make good living, but I think, you know, money is one thing. Money will come with the business. If you put money first, then people are going to know. They're going to know you only for the video. You need to, you need to score. I, I had an experience with somebody when I wanted to buy um, my car that I have now a few years ago. I went to dealership. I knew which car. I, well, I didn't want it to have another Mazda. I left with another Mazda. Obviously, the neighbors gave me there for no reason. But when I did the test drive with the car, the one that I was looking at, I said, this is not my car. Well, the girl didn't care. She just wanted to score mix herself. So I said, she never took the time. So I wasted a couple of hours and never came back. I'm like, no way. And two days later, I got the right car, which was fine. It was within a week because I just put it to the universe by Monday. By Wednesday, I was sitting in a car. By uh, Friday, I was I had another appointment Friday, uh, Saturday at my car. The right car, actually. And the person wasn't trying to sell it to me. There's a difference between Absolutely. selling and providing a service to something that you need and bring it to you without giving you the sales pitch or pushing you. And that's uh, that's what I think is essential when you're working with companies. It's based on the need of the customer, the problem they don't want, but they have, and the solution you have, and you can help them and, and get rid of their problems. But you don't have to push it to become like a sale because sometimes the customers you get on the front of you are not the right one either. It's your right target market. And that's, I think, the biggest challenge for people is understanding what is your target market. So in the case of working with um, Interstellar, like everything like I've been teaching, you need to know who your target market is because we had experience in the past. If you remember, I'm not going to drop a name, but someone who had a product created and he wanted to target a specific, specific market and somebody else's was buying it and he was a little upset because he was to go to, it was the wrong target market. And I was like, okay, well, if it's not, that's mean your message is not right. You need to get the right message. And a lot of people don't understand. I understand, I understand the core value. It's your baby. It's my company. It's how I see it. But you need to be open to have an expert coming in and bring you the right message that fits your company. And sometimes we need to step out to hear people. Like you said at the beginning, <laughs> the, uh, just a few minutes ago, not at the beginning of the entire conversation, but just at the beginning of this little section here, you did not listen to anybody because you thought you needed anybody as hell. But right. you had to go back to the drawing board and came to the conclusion and to the reality that whatever I got in my mind, then I need somebody else's to infuse with something else because this is not working. Okay. That's, I think that's the hard part to do. It's being open as an entrepreneur, as a leader, even if you're not an entrepreneur, even in your own life, being able to hear what people are saying that will bring you to the, on the right path. Like the same with Jojo. Jojo, the relationship we got with Jojo, you're listening to him because what he brings to you is the essence of the truth are something that will guide you to the right direction that will bring you that seed in your head. Maybe at the time you're hearing him, it's not sinking in. Maybe in a week, two weeks, a month, or maybe in a year. It's like, oh crap, did I heard this before? Yeah, now I'm ready to listen. Now I'm ready, I'm right. hearing it. Exactly. That's the hard part for everybody. Well, no, and then that's the thing, I'm not alone, right? So no. like with now being an account executive for Interstellar, uh, it, because uh, when it comes to many businesses, I get to run a campaign, right? Where 
are going through and offering, you know, because a lot of people, they don't realize basic SEO and I say basic uh, and then basic PPC, things like that. If you're not, it's a thousand dollars a month and that's just for the basic, right? It's not, there's so many options of capabilities and then what it takes to invest into yourself, right? That it, it, it does take money to make money, but it's having yep. capabilities of what you already have coming in. So there's companies, they think they can't afford it because they like myself, because uh, people are coming at me with these crazy amounts, you know, it's $1,000 a month just to manage my Facebook ads, something like that, you know, or, or just to manage uh, up Google ads, just one thing for, you know, they, that's all they did. And that was a thousand bucks a month. Right. So in my mindset, of, and, and there was many like them, you'd find maybe a few little cheaper and some more expensive. And, and so kind of as a bit as an entrepreneur and, and, and having to self fund everything, being a marketer, you know, I would, didn't think I needed marketing help because that's what my job is. But it's just so complex that you, having multiple companies could be beneficial right but and you the just, science behind it because a lot of people you know when we talk oh. seo i'm going to be honest with you and i had a conversation <laughs> with somebody who really gave me a crash course on the seo because seo when i i built some of my website and uh you're talking about seo and i was a few years ago seo was the words you need those words specific words but it's more than words it's a freaking science behind it and a word is not going to bring you up to the page on google ad it doesn't even in your search it doesn't bring you up there is more to it and a lot of people don't understand i had no understanding until somebody uh, explained to me deeply what was going on going on behind the scene and you're like okay i need an expert at this well, point it's the proper way to come in too because you yes. could get all this engagement on facebook and your yep. facebook link could come up before all the others but that is not for your what that's not your analytics for your website yep. Yep. that's facebook's analytics right mm -hmm. they were the access point it gives them more yep. leverage of power and then yes the world shifts to look at the social media but uh, it doesn't take change the fact that the traditional has to exist. The social media oh, is its own be, other animal. Exactly. And a lot of people don't understand. First of all, and I had a conversation with somebody who asked me that question. And even somebody got up and said they didn't understood. Uh, when you're looking at a company, see um, like Instagram, TikTok as a party time. It's going to a party and that's it. It's party time. It is not business. Business is website. Every single business should have a website. I'm going on Google and you don't have a website. I don't believe you exist. There is some fake company and they are two that exist and put their fake website, but every company should have. One of the thing is, and this is part of the sales, your, ma your main pipeline is not your freaking TikTok where you spend hours on it because you need to calculate the time you're spending on Instagram and on TikTok. If you do, if I don't post like this morning, I posted something about daddy. Yeah, there was daddy with me on my lap, uh, on the bed. So I put something on, on the reel for a minute for about daddy. That's what I do with my, uh, <laughs> with my Instagram. So don't even try to find me in there. It's just about the dogs. Don't ask me why, because those are the dogs. All right, people. But you're spending a lot of time. You spend five minutes, 10 minutes. Look at how many hours you spend a week and how, what is your return on your investment, which will be none to zero or very difficult. Are people who look at it, but they're not going to buy it. 
unless they're paying, <coughs> excuse me unless they're paying someone yeah. else to manage it and uh, exactly it's going to cost you money to do that but at the end of the day look at the pipeline your pipeline i'm going to be coughing sorry i'm going to need some uh, drop i don't for too long <coughs> excuse me side effect of COVID. <laughs> afterwards so your pipeline should be your website your website is basically you don't have to do anything actually it should funnel all of your leads and your prospect into your website that should be converting automatically. You should not be chasing after the people you want to attract. And that's the problem with Instagram and TikTok. You're chasing after the people, after your audience. If you don't know that, you get a problem. The other thing too, you can have 10,000 people looking at your website every day. But if nobody's converting as client, Something exactly. is wrong. It's those clicks. And that, that's where I, I fell victim. Like right <laughs> my website, honeycomb hydro is heropacks.com. It's hero packs with a Z. Those that don't have a video, it's H E R O P A C K Z.com. Right. Because my website, I built it on Wix. I was proud of it. Uh, had all, you know, what I thought was something good. It was garbage. Right. <laughs> so I had to tell, I took it down and stopped paying for something that took my time that really on the, on the SEO side, on the aspects of what a website should be, I was proud of it. It looked good. It wasn't functional. So yeah. it, it was something for me to be proud of that I was paying a premium price for. And I wasn't like, it just, it wasn't, you know, and then it's cannabis and I'm selling seeds. So yeah. now there's even more restriction and it took two years to go through to get a bank because I could have said, no, I'm not selling seeds, but I didn't. I wasn't going to lie on it. It's the transparency. It's legal through the farm bill. So why can't I sell the seed? There's it doesn't have any THC. It fits all requirements, yeah. but it was just the stigma of it and the financial platforms that don't allow. Mm -hmm. and, and, and regardless of a percentage to do so, it was just so many and still is very difficult. And it's made that way to keep individuals away because most will run into something and then it'll get, they'll get stopped and then they just turn around and give up on themselves. Right. And it's sad. That's how the system's set, but it's what it is. And more restricted, especially like cannabis, it's not going to be easy to navigate. And if you're not learning how to navigate it, you're not going to make it. And there's so much to navigate. You can't do it alone. So how the hell can I learn and keep myself safe in just my own activities and do the marketing? Exactly. Right. And and then, the <clears throat> so that's where I, 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 I became an employee for a marketing company that has all the tools to do it. And now I get to offer this, these same services to companies like myself and, and, and to any size because they all we all need more but it's not it's understanding if it's currently on the table as a problem right it's the pain point that's stopping these things most of it's client acquisition well how do you get more clients well yeah because it's if you don't marketing. have the conversion equation people can look at your website but if there is no call to action or nothing that will really speak to it because you need or like you said, the 10,000 10, yeah. going through. I built it through yeah. Wix that doesn't mm -hmm. have a firewall to stop bots. Yeah. My information's bunk. 
-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like I can't go to it and rely. I could sell it as an analytic to someone that doesn't know that like, Mm -hmm. like a lot, but though it doesn't, that's not even real numbers. Yeah. And and so there's just levels of understanding what each platform does and having something built for you for the future that's functional, right? To build, okay, I want to do e-commerce. Okay, most most want to do e-commerce, right? So you you go through and then you build and you add and say, hey, Wix, you can do these things or a platform, hopefully you're not using GoDaddy. And there's a lot of options, but if it isn't built code by line, you know, each line of code and it's made for what you intend to be, then it costs a whole lot to get to that as opposed to having it created in the beginning with having the back end of a website. Like people don't understand the large websites. Uh, if you go to say wm.com, it's waste management, mm-hmm. a million dollar website. We're like, what in the world? Well, it's because the capabilities of the back end from the, the, the executive level to mm-hmm. the employee level to what analytics can be grabbed and looked at to leverage through store inventory and so much more mm-hmm. that is all their data controlled by a system made for them and it being able to leverage and know which people it's all that information is collected in the a solo hubs a spot right for them Yep. Then you extrapolate from something like TikTok is just an access point to collect the information and pump it in too. It's not the sales force, but people see that they make a little bit of money doing it or they see this other person and they don't understand how much was invested into that mm-hmm. to get there just on TikTok. And it's yep. not the proper way for longevity of the business. Mm-hmm. It will make some sales like cannabis. It won't, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, at all. I got banned on TikTok, creating my profile. Okay. That's when I got banned. When I created it, as soon as I hit create, I had so much shit. So many things were wrong because it cannabis and I didn't hide who I was. They said, no, (laughs) you cannot have a TikTok account. I mean, I just used another email and then opened it up, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's how restrictive these things are. And it just, you could, it's knowing how to navigate that. Yeah. It doesn't exactly. have to be as restrictive as cannabis. It can just, you know, being able to reach your customers yeah. could be restricted. Well, that, that's why a website should be your first panel, meaning you don't have to do anything. You shouldn't be standing by. The only thing you got is your prospect. You're being contacted. Your sales go through this. You have a physical store. People should be able to go to your store. That's why. Um, I encounter people who just told me here that a lot, you know, they want their customer back. Well, if you don't have your brand awareness, reputation, and nobody knows you're existing, then how do you want people to come to your store? So a website is your first traffic or your e-commerce. And to be known, if you have the physical store, then you should be able to drive by. If you do a search on Google for something for a bakery and your bakeries should be listed, but everybody else, other bakery are listed except yours. That's a problem. I rely on Google for information. If I'm asking Siri, Siri's going to tell me who's around for that specific business. So. Well, and I was watching, uh, you know, and it's because of power of information and ownership of that, like even with Google, Mm -hmm. uh, as much John Oliver uh, last week tonight, 
right? Awesome fucking show. And he was talking on Google search because of how Google has their response searches when you search stuff now. It used to yeah. be the website would come up, but then it would come up with suggested things and images yeah. and certain stuff that takes you. And it and, and like they'll answer you have that drop down menu of questions that it mm -hmm. answers, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so they keep you on Google. Yep. And it doesn't send you anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And it was, I think the number he said was like 92, 93% of information of questions asked by the world is on Google mm -hmm. and answered by Google. It doesn't even transfer to these companies. Mm -hmm. So while you're fighting to get on the first page of Google, Google's already got it to where they're going to go through them first. So now you have to have enough traction on it to be recognized by them to have a product put into their already set up yep. link to Amazon yep. or other partner. Like it's mm -hmm. a, it's, it's a, it's a navigate can be very tricky at mm -hmm. least to be successful with it. And you got to know what differentiation between you and a, a competition, right? Exactly. It's as simple as who you are, because yep. you're not in the world anymore. Of like, people want to know. They want to know who the company is. They go mm -hmm. through and do and, and from, you know they have access to fingertips to, to find you out. Have, you have to educate yourself. So there that's is what an education do. part of it. Yes. And you know, and mm -hmm. if it's not translated in the same. You know, but it's it's sad in the world, but it's it's because technology and advancement, and you either pivot with it or you fall out. You know, yeah. they go to your website and they click on the Instagram link, and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. They ain't buy, they ain't ever gonna come see you again. Yep. Right, like little stupid things mm -hmm. like that, and you're killing yourself. Exactly. Your ideal client. Of a profile might be from Instagram or one of these social platforms we're talking, but you don't know until it goes through and then testing is expensive and there's all these levels, but that's why you just leverage a company like Interstellar that has the information of what's worked for those that are successful, that are doing triple, you know, nine, 10, 11 digits. And yeah, exactly. Well, right? that's why what they do. And, <laughs> and I think people need to understand too. I said on a, a line of actually, Somebody asked a question about, you know, you want to create your own website. Great. I didn't mind. I'm sure I will pass it on to Interstellar. They're going to be like, oh, that's okay, Emma, but um, that's a cool one. Like, yeah, it's for blog. I'm sure I will pass it on to those guys and see what they're going to say. But you start to build it, and it depends what you want to do and how complex it is, because complexity requ requires coding in the back, which if you go to Square or anything, I built mine from scratch, but... Uh, you can go to Square, you can go where you will be limited at some level. But there is an entire analytic behind it that is not possible to do, that requires you so if, to do it. So imagine for a minute, you're already an entrepreneur. You're already trying to get your product or services out. You're not going to spend your time to evolve with the company. You're going to spend your time trying to get things working in the back where you should not be. You need to learn to delegate. So those questions about the marketing, about um, a website, okay, great, you build it up, but let the expert look at it as well because there's only 24 hours in a day and you cannot spend 10 to 15 hours trying to see how everything is working and not working on what you're supposed to be because you're supposed to be the innovator. You're supposed to be working upfront and 
looking at your product, continue to expand your business. But if you're already working on trying to fix things or trying to figure out how to make it happen, it makes it more challenging and you're not making the money. Exactly. At the end of the, money, the, the day, is you're not selling your product, whatever exactly. it is. So all that learning and encompassed and then now mm -hmm. partnered with Interstellar and I got to sit back and actually work on Hero Packs. So, you know, the, everything we've discussed, uh, blockchain is its, its own complexity beyond what we've, we've mentioned, right? Like cryptocurrency and capabilities and what it means in the world and what's going on. There's so much education within it to understand it and what maybe 12% of the world is even messing around with crypto. It's just starting it. It's in it. It's, it's just right? starting it. And, it, and then, then with NFTs, mm -hmm. with NFTs, you've got maybe 15, 20% of those in the crypto world, if that. So that's now down to 2% mm -hmm. of the world is even involved with NFTs, yep. right? But one thing with blockchain and NFTs, it's utility, capability of doing things. Mm -hmm. The now it was isn't available yet, right? I'm, I'm, uh, I take medicine that is, makes me more creative. I've always been an inventor, if you will, but uh, it's to test those limits and believe in oneself. You know, it's like you're talking on the, your mindset, yeah, capabilities, right? Uh, good and bad. Mm -hmm. it, it's having the. It, it's hard to get that way, but that's where JoJo came in. And, and then I was able to recognize. And then that's I could wonderful. take, uh, you so, know, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. I love I love that. So what are we going to do? Because we have spent over two hours right now on this specific mm -hmm. one. I'm going to reinvite you to uh, a second episode and to continue your story. How about that? That sounds good. So any words you want to say before we are closing our uh, first episode? Yes, the first episode. Yes. Um, I'm looking forward to the next one. I thank you for the time and the questions that you had for me. Uh, Interstellar Digital is interstellardigital.com. Right? So if you're needing and wanting to check out their website, see the, uh, all the different services that they do offer. And everything we've discussed from Interstellar Cares and all that is on the website. Uh, their social handles are also interstellardigital uh, underscore official on Instagram and Twitter. But uh, Hero Packs is at www.heropacks.com. And you can read more about the uh, NFT project there. And on the next episode, we'll get uh, dive more in depth of exactly what it is. But on the surface, it is the uh, NFT project that will seed the world. So on not I only saving lives, but yeah. uh, availability of amazing medicine and the capabilities of receiving those seeds so uh honeycomb hydro uh, llc is the handle for my instagram and twitter and then on facebook if you're wanting to get any uh cannabis-based groups at canacamp which is c-a-n-n-a-k-a-m-p camp like my last name and then uh i've also got the honeycomb hydro page there as well so click Fabulous. follow like do all that good stuff mm -hmm. And then uh, we have lots more to come. Exactly. And because it's a special week for OWL, uh, starting Monday from the 15th to the 20th, everything that is uh, proceed will be given back to charities. So 
Remember, you can download the app for free uh, on your Androids or Apple product, um, the phone, the iPhone. Uh, great. And the referral code we offer is ED149067. This will give you a $10 credit so you can call actually for free uh, the expert. So we invite you there and it's giving back to charity, which is awesome. So thank you so much, Mike. And we'll talk to you later. Can you be back on the screen? <laughs> wait, 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 there it goes. Yep, there we go. I oh, take... by magic. See, that's the magic right there. So we'll talk to you later. Bye now. Bye. Universe Podcast.